0: Everyone, this is Rev Brad, and this is the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today's podcast is part of our Lesson from Lasso series, and regular listeners know by the sound of that tune, you can skip ahead a minute and get into the pod for the day. Well, unless you've been under a rock, off the grid, or stranded on a deserted island for the last few years, you've probably heard of the Ted Lasso Show. And after being around professional football for so many years as a chaplain, I thought I would offer a chaplain's perspective on what we see on the screen. I believe there's some great lessons to be learned. Whether you're a person of faith or not, there are personal and professional points of development no matter what your relationship with soccer. Athletes, coaches, staff, executive, even fans of the beautiful game will hopefully find the next few minutes creative, challenging, and encouraging for all of us at the same time. Thanks for listening. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post. Almost made him mention and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you the angle and what a goal! What a goal! In today's lesson from Lasso, we watch as Coach Lasso and Coach Beard take in a moment after a pivotal win. They've come back from being 2 0 down. Lasso has benched superstar Jamie Tart early for the sake of team camaraderie and cohesion, but Lasso's hunch has paid off as the final and game-winning goal comes from the efforts of two players working together, not playing in isolation. The crowd chants, but it's that surly word that's been used of Lasso before. However, Coach Beard notes, it's different. To which Lasso replies, yeah, kind of like back in the 80s when bad meant good, right? I grew up in the 80s. I remember what Lasso is talking about. The language shifts, the influences were seismic, seemingly. However, most of that dates back to earlier than the 1980s. A lot of American slang and some of the first uses of bad to mean wonderful or deeply satisfying, stunningly attractive or stylish, even sexy, come from the African-American slang influences dating all the way back to the late 19th century. Well, today, words and language change much more pronouncedly and much more rapidly. It's a phenomenon, I think, of texting and, a you know, we have abbreviations today that have given way to more than just the reversal of what words mean. There's a reduction, even a complete redaction of language, which can make it difficult for older generations to even follow or keep up with. I mean, how is one really supposed to cope with the shifting sands of change, whether it's around 80s lingo or the modern-day text Snapchat culture? For people of Christian faith, we don't have to worry so much about these shifting sands of change. We have a foundation, Jesus Christ. The author of the book of Hebrews writes this in chapter 13, verse 8. He says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And and therefore, we don't have to worry about things changing so quickly or so unsuredly on us. You know, there's many places and people in this world and life. And and with that comes many strange teachings that come, much of it for their own selfish agenda or their own motivations. There's a lot of shifting opinions and debates that come. I, I remember one being, is butter good for you? Well, no, butter's not good for you, so you should have margarine. Well, but margarine's not really good for you either because it's like plastic. So, so let's go back to butter and the debate still rages. It still goes on in all these things. So, it can be really difficult to know who to trust or how to move forward sometimes in life. James too writes in the book of James chapter 117 to early Christians assuring them that God doesn't change like the winds of teaching or the shifting allegiances that they're observing and experiencing and seeing in their day and age. He warns them, don't be blown here and there by every time that a new teaching comes or a new word or a new leader crops up. God is constant, stable, not fickle. And really, for our beloved Coach Lasso, we are witnesses to the fickleness of the fans. You know, maybe there's still some discontent here with our AFC Richmond friends that they have an American coach leading their beloved team. Or maybe still they don't agree with his tactics to pull the superstar player off the field, but if you've ever been in or around professional soccer for any length of time, we all know that a win covers over a multitude of things, and no less for Coach Lasso in this particular moment. Part of the trial and travail for those involved in the beautiful game is that the game and its people often turn on you. One minute, you're the GOAT, greatest of all time. And the next minute, you're A-GOAT, banished to oblivion for that mistake made or failure to achieve some success. I often encourage the professional athletes and coaches that I work with to abandon social media. Just get away from it. Get away from constantly viewing and reviewing what the world is trying to say about you as a person, as players, and so on. There's only one person to whom we ought to be concerned about how we are perceived. And he does not change, not from the first century to the last, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not fickle, and that's something to be confident in. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Red Brad coming to you from The Touchline.